Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing? This is Ben. And this is Dak. And we are the guys who did this, and we are back with another week of invigorating Expanse discussion and review. And today, we are going to be reviewing chapters 38 through 43 of book one, Leviathan Wakes. Warning, we will be covering adult subjects and discussing spoilers for both the books and the TV show. A little bit. Mostly the books. Mostly the books, yeah. We haven't been actually talking about the TV show that much. We mentioned the TV show. It's also the exact same, so there's really not much else to talk about. Season one is like the exact same. Yeah, pretty much. Although, like, the characters are different, for sure. A little. A lot. A, li- a lot. The whole crew dynamic is completely different. Okay, this is we're it's too early for this. Okay. We can't start this yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too early. But yeah. Um, we're gonna chapter 38. These chapters, we're only doing six chapters today for those of you that are mathematically inclined. Uh may have noticed we're not doing a full eight. It's because we're getting towards the end of this book, and we needed to make sure that we were we had a good amount of chapters to cover in each episode until we get through the end. So, a little bit less. However, these chapters are pretty dense, very exciting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to argue about. Uh, there's one specific argument that I have in mind that I know that we'll be going through. Battles, uh, yes. Towards the end of these chapters that I'm very excited to do. We have not made had that argument yet, so that'll be very exciting. Here live. <laughs> uncensored. <laughs> Nasty. We might not be friends after that. It'll Hopefully be interesting. Not. But let's get into it. Um, last week, where did we get off? We uh, ended last week. Let's do a little bit of a recap. The crew went back to the Nevo. We got, we got back to Tycho Station in the, the Nevo after figuring out that there is a secret protogen lab floating around out there. And now we're going to try and get there. So, chapter 38, we begin. Miller is hanging out on Tycho Station. He is checking out the Naboo. Interesting. Naboo gets mentioned a lot. I wonder why. <laughs> Seems weird. Um, and he's, he, he's hanging out in one of the larger open areas on Tycho Station, and he's reminiscing. He, he, he likes hanging out on the large, in the open spaces, he, which seems a little weird. He... Probably just because he's Cause drawn to them, he's not used to them. Yeah, right. Like you think that he'd be more comfortable in the enclosed spaces, but uh, he likes the the big open space. Get in your and coffin, so he's, Belter. He's hanging out. <laughs> Back to where you belong now. Okay. Um, and while he's uh while he's doing this and hanging out, Naomi comes up to him and she says that she's been trying to figure out how to plot the orbit for the secret station uh, that is floating around and that they're looking for. And but she hasn't had any luck because the thing does not have a typical orbit um, around one of the more massive bodies in the solar system that we know of yet. So uh, Miller is thinking to himself and kind of mentions to Naomi like, "Hey, why don't why don't you let Fred and his team work on this? They have a lot more uh, information and computing power and equipment than you do." And then he kind of like holds. Like laughs because he thinks about what he would do in that situation and he knows mm-hmm. that he would be working on it uh, because that's what he did earlier in this book. dude. So he laughs to himself and Naomi is like, whoa, dude. 
I don't think I've ever seen you laugh before. <laughs> Which, like, not good. Not a good look for Miller. No. You gotta laugh a little bit every once in a while. I mean, I guess they haven't been through the funniest of circumstances, but like, I don't know, like a, once maybe. But then he's like, yo, I, that's a, you have a weird look at that. You're smiling. It looks strange. Um, and Miller's like, hey, yeah, sure. And Miller talks about, uh, Havelock a little bit, and he mentioned a quote that Havelock has uh, and what it feels like to get pulled from a case. Havelock used to say that it feels like taking half a shit to be to be pulled off in the middle of a case, which gross is certainly certainly a phrase um, <laughs> that I probably won't use ever again, hopefully. Um, and then he immediately is like, oh, wait a minute. I think we can try and figure out. I think we have a way to figure this out where the station is. Um, it, yep, man. I think thick in multiple ways. Naomi's a bad engineer. If we're wow, talk about real life. Wow, I just think it'd be That's super easy off the top rope out of nowhere. <laughs> it should be super easy to figure out if she just has like random data points to where um the station is. Like, I feel like I could figure it out where like what it's orbiting if you have like a yes. map of all the bodies. But also, I guess my only the thing that comes to my mind is that yes, you likely have multiple companies with secret stations, and they probably have figured out how to keep them secret. Uh, this is a uh, what's it called? A Star Wars? Um, what's that station that doesn't exist in the records? Oh, I'm blanking <laughs> hard. No, it's Camino. Camino, Camino yeah. Exists. We you thinking we have a Camino on our hands? Somebody deleted it from the jedi archives i don't think I guess that it's maybe. been deleted from the archive <laughs> I, I just think that you think they found a rock and were like tell no one well i don't know i guess i don't know i guess maybe You're... it depends how many data points you have but even if like so everything orbits the sun it's got to be orbiting right it has to be orbiting like something um, in some way yeah so even if it's like orbiting something that's orbiting the sun i feel like you have enough to know where it is but maybe Unless maybe you never it. data points is the implication that they move it i don't know i know not i don't know it's it just that she can't find it because they keep pinging she can't do it based on uh i don't know maybe i'm misunderstanding what the book is meaning but yeah to no me, it seems be, easy yeah and this is also may i remind you the same lady who's like let me hack this phone and then <laughs> gets to the past one is like all right <laughs> i can't do anymore i've done enough i've done yeah, all i can so yeah uh, yeah no she said but to be fair, both of those not necessarily engineering problems. Right. So right. They seem to ask Naomi to do some things that they expect her to know how to do that are not necessarily in her wheelhouse. And to be fair, she does a lot of things very well um, um, that sometimes. aren't in her wheelhouse. But yeah, so but but they're having trouble. Also, the implication here is that Fred also and his team also can't find it. So it's not well, just they haven't Naomi. given it to Fred, right? That was the whole thing. Well, didn't they give him the Maybe. The coordinates from the ship? They might have. I don't know. I thought they didn't. I thought that was the whole conversation of like, dude, just let Fred do it. I think I think what I think what Miller is saying is that why Oh wait. Yes. Maybe maybe I misinterpreted this. I thought they, sure. I thought that they were I'm pretty sure based Holden on... Had, he couldn't tell if she didn't trust this Fred that Holden had given them over to... Oh, wait, no. I think you're talking about them in person. 
Yeah. No, no, no. I think that she Holden did give him the coordinates. Or just needed to feel like the investigation was still hers. Uh. Yeah. So I think that Fred and does his have, team the have them too. And he's just like, why don't you let them do it and not worry yeah, about it? Yeah, that's kind of what his thing is. And he's Fair. like, well, balanced. All right. Maybe it is a big news. problem. I guess. I guess. Why it's, not like, it's not like the OPA guys like have shown a ton of smarties in this book either. So. <laughs> the OPA guy. <laughs> a ton of smarties. I don't. <laughs> they built the Naboo. But okay. okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's just what you just build ships. You can't build ships in this world, then you're dumber than a sack of rocks. Like, all right. All right. Like build, they're like building cars <laughs> out there. Not that I could do that, but that's true. But okay. Fair. So, Continue. After this conversation where we realize that Naomi is actually the dumbest person in this entire <laughs> story, um, Havelock and Miller, Miller assumedly reaches out to Havelock, and they, uh, this is another, we're going to have to talk about this for a second. They meet at, an encrypted drop site on a server cluster located on Ganymede. Is this just like a chat room? Are they just in a chat yeah, room? They're in a chat room. That's yeah. That's I'm encrypted? pretty sure it's just a chat room. Okay. I was web. just like, this seems weird. I, and like, like you they just have random, like they just join a server somehow randomly. It's basically just discord. Yeah. Kind of. Or telegram. Anything that <laughs> encrypts your messages. But so why can't discord they just you don't think they have like 5G across all the planets uh, in the solar system I don't think at this that's point? How that works, but I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think it's more like beams. Um, yeah, would be my guess because you can't. Yeah, who? I think it's like beams, and then yeah, that's it. All right, that's well, all I got. A lot of science stuff that I really understand. So fair, but yeah, so they're 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 like kind of having a real conversation. It's like delayed uh, a few minutes uh, each way, but they're like having as close to a real conversation as you can have when you're that as far away from each other as they are. That'd be so weird. Which I believe is from the belt out to a moon of Jupiter, I think, if I remember right, where Havelock is. Um, yep. We went to the, the one with the, with the, the... Which moon was that? Shoot. With this, in the, mm-hmm. From the second book. Ganymede. Um, Ganymede. You just said yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did I say that? You literally said Ganymede like five minutes ago. Okay, good. Great. Oh, oh yeah, wait, wait. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I did. <laughs> um, I guess I thought the servers were on a different place than where Havelock was, but um, so so yeah. While he's waiting for Havelock to message him back, he's once again looking out at the Naboo, checking it out, seeing what's going on. Uh, he thinks about the Mormons and how about them leaving on their ship and potentially meeting whatever created the proto molecule. And he's like, well, they're just probably fucked, I guess. But I'll let them do what they have to do. He also thinks about how. The people that are born on the Naboo that have never seen the solar system are are actually going to be aliens by his by his count, uh, which is an interesting conversation. Weird, um, illegal aliens. They, I mean, they're not. They're not welcome are they back. Citizens, are they are they sovereign citizens? If you're born on the Naboo, do you have citizenship to? Do the Belters well, have citizenship? Yeah, um, where? Yeah, there's no nation. They don't have. They have Earther citizenship. That's fucked um, up. It's like a fucked weird. up Puerto Rico situation. <laughs> It's yes. awful. Okay, well, damn. R.I.P. the Belters. That sucks. Um, Miller. Yes. Gets a response from Havelock. And I was like, yo, uh, yeah, still working for Protogen. Uh, if you had forgotten, our friend, in quotations, Havelock, 
works for fucking protogen uh <laughs> and that they're yeah that they're kind of like a scary bunch um he's like miller thinks about how you you know sometimes you gotta work for people you don't necessarily like uh and havelock kind of talks about how he works with all these interplanet mercenaries and that they like to call belters vacuum heads which i guess is probably a slur of some sort um but just it's kind of it sounds like a funny nickname the context of not living not having that lived experience uh of being in space and while havelock uh you know he's worked for protogen for a while now he still doesn't really get along with them very much and i believe that miller has offered to pay him money for this info uh because he sent the payment to him later uh and so he helps miller find the secret station uh off the record havelock tells miller that toss station apparently what it's called, does exist. And the rumor seems to be that it is a scary deep research lab. Uh, it's not huge. It's mainly a scientific crew. Uh, there are some automated defenses, but that it, it does exist and it's out there. Fancy. Uh, Havelock sends him the orbital notation. Wow. Three lines of it. And Miller's like, oh, fuck, got it. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, he's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa boy. Crack the code. Uh, yeah. And uh, Havelock's like, hey, uh, please wipe this, though, and never talk to me again. Thanks. I don't want you fired. And Miller's like, all right. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, have a good one, partner. And he's like, hmm, okay. Probably never going to talk to Havelock again. <laughs> that was worth it. Um, Miller then immediately calls... Jimmy Holden, and he asked him to set up a meeting with Fred because he knows where the station is now. Holden's like, what? What? How did you figure that out? Um, and Miller's like, ha, if I told you that, uh, a good man might get killed. And he laughs to himself for the second time. He smiles again because he's like, Holden would have just spilled the beans and gotten someone murdered probably because that's what he likes to do. That's what I would do. You would have gotten Havelock killed? Theoretically, yes. Okay. Well, no. I, you're a horrible person. Well, I'll say. Oh. So. <laughs> I have to cut that one out. <laughs> that's showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, Miller considers that he currently knows more than a few interplanet people that are essentially working against the interplanets. Uh, you know, you get this in conflicts. They're not necessarily good versus evil, black versus white. There's a lot of gray. Both sides. No, no, no <laughs> not that. Definitely not that. But there are, uh, you don't necessarily have people that are all aligned on one side or the other. And Miller just thinks this is profound. Uh, and he's like, wow, maybe I misjudged some of these. <laughs> morons <laughs> basically is what i got from this um he is walking with holden and naomi to go into fred's office while he thinks this um he gets in the office and nice. he's like okay fred i got the deets i don't want to give them to you unless <laughs> you can prove that you know how to take this station and uh holden's like hey uh miller and miller's like and furthermore <laughs> If you don't, if you, I can't have you half-ass this. <laughs> we're going to go there and die and not take over there. It's worth nothing. And Jim's like, yo, dude, uh, one sec. And Miller continues. 
on his long ass spiel about how he doesn't want to give any of this data to Fred and the OPA. And then either Naomi or Holden is like, Hey dude, you know, this is like Fred Johnson, right? Which is good. <laughs> it's like the second time this has happened. And Fred Johnson, uh, his nickname, the butcher of Anderson station, assumedly is pretty good at like taking out stations yes. and like assaulting them and murdering everyone on board. So, uh, this is good. A little bit of dramatic irony here uh, because Miller's probably, probably talking to like the foremost assaulter and of and murderer of, of stations, um, space stations. So Miller's like, okay, you probably got a pretty decent plan and you have the resume to back it up. So I will give you the coordinates. However, I would like to go with you as well. Fair. And Fred uh, agrees. Um, after about a week, the, a ship with a crew of about 100 OPA soldiers arrives at Tycho Station. Miller is going to the station with this OPA crew, not the Rossinante, but the Rossinante will be going there uh, and providing air support in their Martian warship uh, to the boarding party of the OPA crew. Uh, he thinks about how he's going to miss the crew of the Rossi. A little bittersweet. Very cute. Um, and then Miller and Holden exchange some parting words. And Miller's like, hey, uh, I can't say it's been very pleasant, but it's been a hell of a ride. Which is great, because it has not been pleasant, most of them. Uh, and he's like, tell everyone I said bye. And Holden says that he will. And then he asks Miller, so where are we going to meet up after all this? <laughs> Miller's like, what? A second huh? date? <laughs> <laughs> he's a little confused. He's a little flustered. Holden's like, yeah, you know, like, I don't really trust these OPA guys. You know, I want my crew together in case we need to get out of there quickly. And it's described as something painful happening inside Miller. His heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> Emotions. Yeah. So uh, he was not expecting to be considered part of the crew. Uh, and he's, he's a little freaked out by this says that he'll be in touch he's very serious and gruff and then he goes into a hallway by himself and he cries a lot he hasn't felt uh he hasn't felt this way since uh his first wife left him. he has a heart who knew it's very cute who knew which one doesn't have a heart the tin man he's like the tin man <laughs> yes and that is the end of chapter 38 good one kind of poor miller although we just at least Miller knows Havelock. Good thing he knew that. Yeah. Else they'd be... It saved him. I mean, he would, he would have no... There'd be a big problem. Situation. Big problem. He didn't know that. Because apparently they couldn't find that freaking, freaking Toth station. So, do you Thoth. pronounce that Toth? It's Thoth. Do you say Thoth? Yeah, that's how the audiobook says it, too. Thoth. Really? Yep. Oh, God, that sounds awful to me. Thoth. Thoth. Thoth? Yeah, it sounds like you just have a, a lisp. What Thoth. does that mean? Oh, and it's an ancient Egyptian deity. Yeah. Oh, yep. it's that guy with the bird head. Um, is it? The head of an ibis or the head of a baboon? Those seem very, <laughs> those very different animals. I thought the guy with the eagle head was uh, the, the sun no, god. The, the ibis head is is a different head. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna link. I'll show you. Let me. Now that we check this out, good thing we brushed up on our cloth. Look at him. 
Oh, this is a transparent image too. Wow, that's nice. Transparent image. Only the best. Only the best here. That oh, no yeah, one can he's see. Cute. Besides um, this. Yeah. Very good stuff. Toth. Okay, I've been pronouncing it Toth the whole time. Nope. Well, I will change it to Toth. Toth. It sounds horrible to say it. Like on Toth. my mouth, I like want to wash my mouth out after I say Toth. that. A lot Toth. of the. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, we get to the fun part. The Rossi is tumbling through space. All the air is out of it. The reactors are off. The crew's just sitting there. Um, and they're they're kind of disguising themselves as a runaway cargo container hurtling through space. And then the how do you, I don't know how to even say this. The Musso, I I just was gonna call it Guy Mussolini. Guy Molinari. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Okay, there's one rule with naming ships. Don't name your ship after Mussolini. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't. As much as you want to. Uh, well, they, they almost named it after Guy Fieri. I'm pretty sure they tried to and messed up. Guy Fieri? Well, no, Molinari's not close. Well, it's kind of close. Kind of close. close. Yeah, true. Well, okay, so Molinari, the ship that's holding all the, the salt team, essentially, is broadcasting something that says, hey, there's a hurtling... Uh, Cargo container going through space. Please watch out. <laughs> Which is a bold strategy. It is really a bold strategy. Not like, sure. Like I don't know. Like the the um equivalent of this is I don't know what the equivalent is. Like hurling something at Area Fifty One and say, "Watch Please. out! Watch out! <laughs> Oops! <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna stop this thing. Don't worry." There's a cargo plane that just drops a container. I don't know. Doesn't seem that good. So what they're banking on is that. Um, Thoth doesn't want to be seen, obviously, so they're not going to shoot them, theoretically, um, and, and until they know they're actually attacking them. So, they're thinking they'll let it just kind of go idly by, um, which is the plan, but that's not a guarantee, and they could just end up blowing them out of the sky, <laughs> which would be sad. And as, as Holden notes, they would have no way of knowing, because they have, the, the ship's all off so they can't have they don't have any of their i guess radar lidar systems running so they wouldn't know if a missile is or a nuke is heading right towards them uh so they're just sitting there and uh so holden reflects upon the buddha saying that uh people just fear the transition to death and it's just another state so really dying without knowing is the best way to die because then you don't have to do that scary part um which is, this is a good Good thing to be discussing hur- hurtling towards a uh, assault on a yeah, station. it's uh yeah, I yeah I don't know about that logic. I guess it's all right. Who knows? Not me. I will have to ask somebody who died. I haven't thought about it a whole lot, but I, I yeah I mean it, this is the classic like would you rather like just be burned alive or frozen <laughs> to death? That's what that seems freeze like to death. Did right you now. say? Yeah, you know, I don't think it's like that. I think it's like I know, I know. Well, everyone should choose freeze to death. By the way, if you're ever, if you're ever, uh, you ever have a choice, <laughs> if you have that choice, do freeze to death because I'm pretty sure, um, you definitely feel stuff when you're being burned alive. But freezing to death, you, you're really cold, and then you feel warm and sleepy, and then die basically. Eventually, you die. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely do that. And but uh, anyway. Moving on, I think it's more like, do you want to just be shot in the head one day without knowing, or, or not? <laughs> a lot of fil- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That is that is it. Would you rather? Would you rather? Let's see. Uh, yeah. I mean, this the answer is like if you got shot, would Get you rather like, die immediately, or would you rather be like laying there, like knowing that you're dying? Yeah, kind of. Right? Like, I mean, I guess I like that means you'd rather, rather just, just not know. You would. Yeah, you wouldn't want to just be laying there, like, bleeding out. I think I agree, because then you don't have to experience that. But. Like, if you're going to die either way. Right, right, right. Yeah, do you want to see it coming? Do you want to face the bullet? You be thinking about it and have it hurt for a long time? Yeah, weird. Probably not. That would be sad. That'd be, yeah. I'm not doing that. All right. Hopefully not. Yeah, so. Back to the task at hand. The Rossi, the plan was they're going to. Get the Rossi in this mad tailspin, turn off all the reactors, get in close where they can fight with just the close range um, systems where the Rossi has a better sh- chance. And then the Mussolini. The Mussolini. <laughs> You've got it. The, the Molinari. We're going to get flagged. <laughs> the Molinari. We might. The Molinari um, will board the station and do the crazy stuff. Uh, take over the station yep. with Miller leading the charge. Um, so uh, they Holden also thinks about here is like, man, in the Navy, it was super tough to take over stations. Uh, not that they took over stations, but they did drills and they usually had 60% casualties, which yeah, is a freaking butt ton. Um, that's uh, scary stuff right there. That uh, there's a 60% chance Miller's going to die. But um, so with that in mind, everyone's a little scared. Tensions on ends. They also note the biggest threat is probably going to be the stealth ships. Um, Again, these things took out the Doniger and they can't see them. They do notice a warm spot like before they get into this tailspin. They're like, that's that's probably them. We're probably going to be in a fight here, Um, but they don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. So they do get in close. The team turns the Roshi, Roshi back on. They get getting everything s- situated. They do see that warm spot starting to heat up more, and they're like, oh, no. This is where the fun begins. Um, and the, the crew starts going to work. <laughs> the crew starts going to work. Naomi begins broadcasting signals at the station to try to confuse it. Um, and they do a super hard burn to match the station's orbit. They're doing 10 Gs, which is a lot. But they have the drugs, so it's okay. Have the drugs. Um, so they get they get all the way slowed down, uh, in kind of in line with the station, and realize that it's not one stealth ship, but two of them. Mm. It's a pretty big deal. That okay. would suck. Remember, like, whatever, like four of these took down the huge freaking battleship. So I I honestly don't know how the Rossi gets through this battle, but they they kind of do. Um. They immediately get hit, like, right away by some the station's railgun um, that just apparently goes through the uh, machine shop and does not hit anything critical, and they're, they're pretty all right. Uh, but they do realize they have a problem with one of the maneuvering thrusters. Uh, so Amos, uh, our big tough guy, goes down to the patchet, which is just absolutely wild, considering yeah, everyone else is in a crash couch, and this guy's just floating bad. around. Yep. Um, the hall, and they're gonna be doing maneuvers. I'm not sure how. Like, like I'm not sure if I buy this is real. To be honest, he he, he like locks in somehow, right? I, I think, but it's great. still like, I, they're probably pulling some decent G's. Yeah. Um, 
So the the Rossi fights back though, takes out some Camarays, um, with uh, some torpedoes, but then are immediately fired upon themselves. Uh, Alex does some some hard burns and dodges them. Amos is like, "What the what the fuck, man?" But he yeah. he survives down there. He says he's he's like wedged in between the inner hall and the outer hall, doing his work. Um, Naomi kind of goes wild here and was like, "Amos, get back to your couch." Uh, but, uh, Amos protests is like, we got to fix this or we're, we're going to die. We're all going to die. And then Holden is also like, man, or Naomi, do your job. Amos is doing his, which is pretty good leadership. Pretty hard, uh, hard stuff right there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of true. I mean, Amos has to fix that thing else. They can't turn basically, uh, which is not great. And then, so more more torpedoes are fired. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Holden's like, Alex, why aren't you shooting those torpedoes? And Alex has revealed that he's saving ammo, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, like, like I what, thought we could Alex, save. For what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like he's going to die and he's worried about using all the ammo. Holden points out, he's like, we didn't pay for any of this ammo. And we probably won't have to pay for it later because we're on Fred, Fred's bankroll. So just start shooting shit. Um, so he does shoot him, but he shoots one of them a little too late. And it's a huge explosion happens. Uh, and just destroys the Roshi. He hits it super hard. I, I shouldn't say destroys it. Um, but also in the torpedo fire, uh, the enemy stealth ship also blows up. Mm. Uh, which is good stuff. But... Yep. Uh, Holden also during this gets a gets a bloody nose because he slammed his face, uh, which is just funny, and also is noted later in the story. So I I need to note that. Uh, they see the second ship getting ready to fire. Uh, Alex gets his torpedoes going, um, but not before the ship is able to fire. But Alex also fires his torpedoes. The Rossi is nailed big time. Everyone blacks out. Uh, well, maybe not everyone. Holden blacks out, who is our main storyteller. And then wakes up unconscious. The Roshi is a debris field, vacuumed. Uh, they think 12 or more rounds went through the hall. And, like, right down the middle. They, he notes that one round almost hit Naomi's leg. Because there's, like, big holes in her crash couch. And all over the place so uh, but the Rossi is still in one piece and was able to move around and of course they did hit that second ship so um with the Camaray out with the second ship gone they're they're kind of ready to to rumble here and get get going holding notes that it's it's Miller's turn now to uh do his job they did their job barely survived um but they did it and now it's Miller's time not a sponsor. Miller Time. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I like Miller Time a lot. You got a couple things with this chapter. Amos, yes. what, the, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Who? What? Why would anyone in their right mind be like, oh, okay, there's these two. It'd be like if someone point, was pointing a gun at you. I don't even know. I don't know how. To, I don't know how to explain this. It's just the weirdest. I don't understand the logic at all. I don't understand the logic of Alex. Why? Yes. Oh, sorry, not Amos. Yeah. Yes, I'm Alex. I'm Alex. Yeah. Uh, why, definitely. Why would you be conserving ammo? 
Definitely crazy. He's a, he's a Martian pilot. He like knows more than the other people like what what this means or what this ends up. Yeah, like. very weird. Well, I think he's trying to like. It's almost like um, one. I think it's kind of further training too. I think it's like like almost like a high score type. I don't know how to explain it. Like a video game thing of like I can beat these guys without using whatever kind of thing. But absolutely nuts because it's their it's like their lives, not like there's no you can't like quick a video save, game. man. You can absolutely not quick save. He's, Go he's going throwing knife only right now oh, God. on these guys, oh, God. and uh, he doesn't need to. Um, but yeah, that's nuts. I love it though. We've only got so many torpedoes and no resupply. <laughs> Alex, why aren't we shooting? The fact that you've got to ask that in the middle of this fight is just unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's Alex, great. Fucking dude. Ridiculous. Yeah, and the other thing that you mentioned that also is interesting is that these they're able to take these ships out, which seems strange. Uh, thinking back to the Donager, I, gu I guess, you know, there were six of these ships with Donager. These two were not yeah. expecting them. They were obviously not in stealth at all. Um, I also think... think the Donager was like a bigger station thing. And it's kind of like with this station, they were able to get inside like the range of the, I guess, their bigger weapons. So they had to use yeah. like the close range weapons, which aren't as effective. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were over, able to overwhelm the Downinger and boredom. Like, I feel like, like, just thinking, like, theoretically, like, logically, like, if you're, like, a super small ship, you should be able to board pretty easily, assuming you can get inside without getting shot by, like, a torpedo thing. Right. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. Like, it seems, that seems fairly logical. Um, but is, yeah, it is, it is weird how, like, yeah. Six ships took over this massive battleship, but then these two ships can't beat the Rossi. They can't take out one. But I guess like the Rossi is supposed to be like the stealth really worked. The stealth <laughs> really worked. The the fake the runaway garbage hauler or whatever it was. It did. It worked well somehow. That was perfect. It was very. It was like a ninja defuse. They're going. I for never that. never doubted the plan. Never doubted it. Not <laughs> once. Wow. But yes, after our. Really, our, our first real, well, it was like our first real big space fight, wasn't it? Kind of. I, guess, I mean, it's I guess the first one the team was They a were part just kind of like hearing what was happening. This was like the first one that they were like going through that's like yeah. an actual fight. Um, which is very, it's very interesting. The mechanics of fighting in space would be very weird, in my opinion. And it's hard for me to comprehend them. Because you can't really just like dodge stuff I easily. I feel like you couldn't really dodge stuff. Because like right. they're saying, like, Torpedoes can do whatever G's they want, and then yeah, with humans inside a ship, they, they can't. So it'd, it'd be a lot of like shooting each other, each mm -hmm. other's missiles. I feel like, yeah, yeah, if, which if is I'm implied thinking. that that is what's happening, right? And That's then so the only the only thing they can't shoot is like the rail guns, which are just firing actual projectiles, which right. are right. just going way too fast to pick out of the air usually. Yeah, but they they also have. Um, so like Holden was able to realize that he wasn't shooting the missiles and have time to have that conversation with Alex, which yep. kind of like illustrates the, right. the vastness. Like most people think of dogfights, like ships right next to each other. But yeah, in this case, it's, it's 
miles, I believe. They're very, very far apart. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Weird. Very weird. But that's the scale that mm -hmm. we're on. Big scale. Interesting. So, yeah. So, after the successful uh, air battle, that was our air battle, in a, in a sense. Uh, we now Base have ground, the ground crew going in to clean up. <laughs> the Mussolini. <laughs> no, the Molinari. <laughs> Not the Mussolini, please, no. Uh, the Molinari. Miller is on the guy Molinari, and they're headed to Toth. Uh, he's talking to a younger guy uh, that's on the ship. Uh, he looks actually like he's probably like 15 or 16, so he's probably a kid. Miller worries about uh, this little guy dying. As, as one would. Um, and he thinks again about how there's about like 100 people on this ship, the guy, Molinari, and he thinks about how many kids he's seen about his age dead or otherwise incapacitated or maimed in various ways because the belt is a very unforgiving place. And when you have the young bravado that many teenagers do, uh, in the belt, you can get hurt very easily. Not good. Dude, do you know uh, what the guy Molinari is? I just have to say it real quick. I know what it is. No, I don't know what it it's is. It's the Staten Island Ferry. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I I had no idea. Apparently, Guy Molinari was a lawyer and a representative for New York. A new Staten Island. The borough ferry. president of Staten Island. That was him. Wow. Well, that's crazy. I wonder why they named after him. He's cool. He's the borough president. Is he? He was a Republican. He was. He was. Hmm. But I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's, I had to throw that tidbit in there, though. Uh, he convinced a, he convinced a then age 44 Rudy Giuliani. To run for mayor of New York City. Wow. And the rest <laughs> is history. Fucking his fault. So this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not, not his fault. Molinari, why would you do this to us? Molinari. Um, so yes. Um, back to Miller time. Um, he's thinking about this kid. This kid, his name is Diogo. Like Diego, but Diogo. Again with the slight Hispanic bent on the belt, which is interesting. Cute. Um, kind of the same with Mars, right? Don't they speak a lot of Spanish on Mars, too? No, oh, no they, Chinese, um, Chinese. They're... No, they have Texan. Chinese and Texan. Texan. <laughs> have the draw. Uh, that language. I need to learn that one soon. No idea how to speak with people from Texas. Um, they... He, he's talking to Diogo. Um, they're they're kind of just shooting the shit. Uh, and then Fred announces over the loudspeaker... But they have 10 minutes until the breach now that they've gotten word from the Rosinante. Mm. Um, Miller kind of looks over, and Julie, who else, is sitting next to him on the wall. Uh, and Julie says that they've made it. Or maybe, maybe he thought this. He cannot tell anymore. So, uh, which is a bad sign. But Julie is always there, always hanging out on walls. Um, the ship accelerates, and Miller, who is now revealed that he's in his crash couch, he gets sucked down into it, uh, and then they do a hard burn, a hard-breaking burn, uh, followed by a loud boom, which is the breaching charge. 
and the ship opens up and the OPA soldiers soldiers get up and they enter Thoth. Thoth station. Thoth. 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 Um there once you get uh, the OPA soldiers are described as being a little woozy. Also worth pointing out that they're not professional soldiers. In the book, it points out a lot to the point where it gets a little repetitive and I didn't want to keep repeating it over and over. But think about thinking about this, just think about how the OPA are relatively inexperienced and not a professional fighting force um, or a police force for that matter. And that they don't really know how to do things that a professionally trained team would. So they're all kind of like woozy after getting up out of the craft couches after these burns, which is funny, but also makes sense. Um, maybe if you had like better equipment, like those Martian super suits, like you wouldn't feel this as much, but I don't know. Um, they kind of tumble out into the, into the station and immediately an automatic laser turret, which just sounds like a bad thing to run into. <laughs> just like absolutely shreds a few people that are in the front uh, before they can shoot. <clears throat> The the anti automatic laser turret smoke <laughs> bombs, <laughs> um, which I believe it just shoots up a bunch of white smoke and it probably messes up the targeting of the auto turret. Yeah, uh, whatever that uses, the, probably a camera of some sort shooting or yeah. a heat thing. Well, no, it can't be a heat thing. It must be a. It, I mean, smoke, they should have used. Yeah, I think they should use a thermal vision, but it must just be like literally a camera that. Can detect. Injuries. I wonder if they turn it on and it affects movement. Um, so I think what little I know about computer vision, I feel like it'd be pretty easy to like, at least with the tech we have, to like when there's intruders, just have it shoot anything that's human, <laughs> or like yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, with just regular cameras, so that must be how it works. If smoke, um, stops it, although it's a yeah. pretty big oversight. <laughs> like, why well, would not oh, just crap. get a thermal cam? <laughs> like. <laughs> But oh well. Fred, Fred is the genius, though. So he. That is true. He's the butcher. Totally, he helped design these anti these defense mechanisms, so he's also perfectly suited to destroy them. Right. Uh, so they they fuck up these auto turrets, even at, but they not before they slice a few people up into a little chop suey. Um, and they kind of get back information and the majority of the force kind of keeps moving forward into the station. Um, I apologize if this is confusing, but they're just like fighting their way through the station and it's kind of, it's confusing to me as well. Good job to of, yeah. To explain like how this is happening. So I'm just going to keep going uh, yeah. and hopefully you can kind of follow along. If you have the book, maybe hopefully you read this part and you can lots have a better fighters. understanding of it than I do. There's lots of fighting. Um, but they, the the group kind of moves forward into uh, a an intersection through the hallway, and there's a barricade that has now been set up um, with about twelve people. And after waiting for a little bit, they lob the OPA team lobs some grenades over at the the barricade, and it just blows the crap out of them. And uh, there's no more barricade. The group rushes forward through the through the barricades. Um, and Fred kind of yells like, "Don't run into the next hallway," which <laughs> is a good a good thing. And it just you know these guys aren't professionals; they're just like, "Oh, yo, we got the barricade. That's nice. Let's go." Um, but they slow down, uh, and they don't enter the next corridor. And the next corridor is like a service corridor with a ramp, uh, and they're kind of waiting on the sides. And it's it's 
So it goes up and they can't see up to the, where the people are that are assumedly waiting at the top of it, shoot them down. But there's carpet on the floor and it's ripped up at a certain point. And Fred immediately notices this tactic that's being used. And the, the, the guys at the top are shooting bullets at the metal ground. The ricochet bullets off to the lower part of the ramp, uh, which is pretty big brain stuff here. Um, and as he's saying this, like someone next to Miller, like gets knocked down. There's like, assumedly they get hit with a bullet and they go down. And so this is, seems like it's what's happening. Um, and then it's just described as that they kind of like move slowly up and around and they're listening to Fred and they, they finally get kind of up and around this and, uh, their Fred is commanding them very well. They kind of continue advancing towards the center of the station. Um, Miller, as more stuff is happening, uh, Miller and Diogo are kind of chatting a bit as their job is to lay down some covering fire. Uh, I don't know why you'd be chatting during this, as <laughs> uh, as we'll see in a second. Seems like a bad time to shoot the shit. But uh, Miller has, has noticed a few things about the station, and, and he's a little that he's a little confused by. Um, and it is that a the decor is strange because it's like carpeted. It looks kind of nice. There's like, you know, might be some nice music playing in the background. It seems like it's like a weird, slightly nice thing. But also, the layout of this place is like a prison. Like, there's like open courtyards with connected to hallways. Mm-hmm. The courtyards have like guard towers around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but it's like nicely carpeted and stuff. So Miller is like, this is odd. I don't know why it would be like this. It makes no real sense. Um, and as he's talking about this and thinking, Diogo just gets like absolutely nailed by a bullet and his head and shoots back. Uh, and he falls over. And I was like, oh shit. And he turns around and there's a couple of protogen boys who snuck up behind him. Uh, and he just starts shooting the protogen people. But then he hears Diogo laughing, who's still alive. Um, and he gets back up. And it turns out that he actually just has white goo all over him. And Miller is like, oh, these security guards are not using live rounds. They're using <laughs> crowd suppression rounds. Um, and he's like, what What the fuck? Like, why, why are they using those? Why aren't they using real guns? And he doesn't understand what's going on. Um, and after this little thing, it's it's talked about how they like they're slowly moving through the hallways and that they're able to open doors that the protogen people tried to close and lock, but they've got people with torches opening doors and they're going in and just mowing down any people that are in there, giving them a hard time, which Miller thinks about for a second. Uh, but then he's like, Oh, well, everyone on this ship is responsible for arrows, so it's probably fine. We can probably murder all the civilians, it's probably not a big deal. Um so they do that a little bit. Just, you know, I guess I won't comment on sure. that for now. Um, and then they eventually kind of get up to the bulkhead and there's a, there's a tech and she's trying to torch open the, the door to the bulkhead. Um, but there's OPA people behind them. They're, they're pushing up too much against her. They're like squeezing her. And she doesn't have the space <laughs> to torch it out. And Miller just grabs two other guys like, hey, we got to push back against our boys that are crowding her too much because they're like fighting at the back. They're all trying to push up and get away from the fighting at the back. Right. While she's trying to torch the door open. So 
with the help of a couple of the guys, they they push back the, the the crowd here, and she's able to torch the door open, and they get inside the bulkhead. And there's uh inside here, there's about a dozen people at some stations and desks, and they all stand up and they're all freaked out. And but a man in a suit kind of walks up and he tells everyone to do as the the raiders say. And Miller's like, "Oh, that's Dresden. He has found Dresden." And uh, we're we've we flash forward a little bit at the end of the chapter towards uh, the point where Fred and the OPA force have have taken over the station. Fred and Miller have now gone over to talk to our boy Dresden. And Dresden immediately is like, "Hey, uh, we we need to negotiate here. Like, good job, you took it over. I that was great. <laughs> Honestly, respect to you. So now let's let well, like, what do you want? Like, what, do you?" Protogen is like one of the most powerful companies. Uh, I will give you any money, any weapons, uh, wh- whatever you could possibly want. We will give it to you. And right now, the current moment is your best opportunity uh, to negotiate. It is the, you are, have the most leverage that you will ever have right now because I need to get back to doing some other things. Um, and the longer you wait, the more likely it is that protogen forces or earth forces will come back uh, and then there will be no reward. And in all likelihood, there will be uh, massive consequences, which could include in up to, uh, you know, imprisonment or up to death. Um, and yeah, so French is like, okay, uh, so you're just asking me like, what, what's my <laughs> price? And to please leave. <laughs> and Justin's like, yeah, yeah, like what? Like seriously? Like what do you want? I'll give it to you. And Fred kind of gets serious. He's like, I know what you did on Eros. And Justin's like, it's, come on, like come on, it doesn't matter. Like, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> um. And that's kind of the end of the chapter. Is that Dresden just continuing to do his creepy little smile and convince Fred to name his price? Amen. And we end the chapter with that conversation between those two. Pretty cool. Yeah, Dresden's yeah. crazy. He is. Cool as a this one, like, like the other combat in this book, it's a little hard to follow. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I, I can't follow any of this. It is difficult. It is difficult. You got to just kind of put in, you got to do your own imagination. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just be like, okay, I guess they're. Like when the ship's coming in, okay, they're just like flipping around and they're like flying around, they're shooting things, yeah. and like, oh, got them. And then in this one, it's like, okay, <laughs> just like imagining hallways and things, and yeah, you really gotta just kind of paint your own picture because it is somewhat hard to follow. That's one of my one of our criticisms, I think, of this. Yeah, for sure. Confusing a little bit. Yep. 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 Yeah, Dresden is in the flesh. Freaking nuts. He's alive. He's here. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, when we get to talk to him soon, even more with Holden. Oh, no. Which is great. I love it. So I, I foresee nothing bad happening. <laughs> yes. Okay. Holden, chapter 41. The Rossi is docked on Thoth. Thoth. Uh, now I can't say it. Um, the ship it is so. Hey, it's not your fault. The it's ship also is not my so fault. 
fucked up that uh, the airlock's broken. I guess it's not, could be not that fucked up. But um, thankfully, there's a lot of other holes in the ship, so they just float out one of the other holes, and Amos kind of pulls the team to the uh, Thoth station with a, a little booster pack thing. Um, it, it, Holden notes the team is acting like kind of weird. They're kind of silent, even though he's like, what is the re- appropriate reaction to this? Should we be like goofing around and cheering? <laughs> like, um, uh, but Holden to himself is feeling very happy, even though ship was destroyed and they almost died. Uh, he's, he's feeling the success of, of victory there. Um, and, and notes as they're floating by is like, man, that must be millions of dollars worth of damage to the ship. Uh, and he hopes <laughs> that Fred will uh, will let them or fix it for them, which he definitely does. Please, Dad. Please, Please. Dad. I wrecked the car again. <laughs> um, we get another cute little moment between Naomi and Holden. Uh, they're not together yet, but uh, soon maybe. Uh, she's like, man, your nose is broken. <laughs> it won't be good unless you have uh, plastic surgery. But that's fine because you were you were too cute um, wow. without it broken, which is, uh, yeah, spicing up. I thought oh, she was boy. giving the cold so- shoulder before, and now she's making comments about his, his cuteness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think is- it's probably Naomi's going through the same thing that Holden went through earlier, the near-death uh, sexual feelings is what I'm going to call <laughs> that them. That thing. Should I try this out? <laughs> I, 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 I invented it. I invented it. Near death sexual feelings. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. The ND, the NDSF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. The scientific thing. Don't think that's a thing. Well, it, it clearly is because everyone feels, everyone gets all hot and needs heavy. Needs to bang. They almost die. We need they... to bang now. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's Fair enough. Book. I think it's more like. People almost die, then they get horny. Yeah, you, re- you realize you need to bang while you can. <laughs> like, wow. I hadn't banged in a while, and I almost died. Without that would have been awful. <laughs> See, you just got to live every day like it's your last. You got to bang every day. That's what these Pro books tip. teach us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bang every day like it's your last. Wow, like, real, real words of wisdom. Real deep, deep stuff right there. That's uh, we're doing this podcast <laughs> we did it so they they get on the station they find an opa soldier and tells them they have ops and fred wants them there right away olden is like yes sir they on their way they see a bunch of bodies they note mostly protogen um which is olden finds odd because remember he he's they were sustaining 60 percent damage with like trained military trying to Get on bases, but then this team just walks in and shoots everybody. Uh, they later learn, like was noted before, most of the team or half the team had non-lethal rounds, so that made it easier. <laughs> and then also you have you have the uh, butcher of Anderson Station himself leading the charge, so uh, those things uh, add it up. It does seem odd that they had no like. Like little real guns on the station. That seems like a bad move. Yeah, Dresden doesn't really explain it because, like, he begins like answering like smugly. He's like, eh, "You idiots don't even see why we would have this," but then never explains it. <laughs> he's just like he's straight up an anime. Yeah, he's like an anime villain. He's... No, yeah, <laughs> actually though, 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like you guys are too stupid to even like, understand. Glass I comprehend up. my plan. Right. He does the Gendo pose. It's yeah. like <laughs> absolute buffoons. <laughs> yeah, he's like the fact that you don't understand the station's security needs tells me you have no idea what you've become involved <laughs> with. Yeah, that's definitely anime villain stuff right there. Holden, Jim is immediately fed up with this shit and says to Amos, break his jaw if he talks without uh, um, my permission again. And of course, Amos is all about that. Uh, Amos is ready to break some jaws whenever whenever and wherever. Um, so then we get the interview with basically Holden and Dresden. Uh it's it's good stuff. Um first of all, Jim asks why Eros, which Dresden doesn't really answer, kind of. He just like, well, it was a gift that we found that body on Eros. <laughs> uh because we our plan was back uh what was it? delayed like months. <laughs> which is it, he's just like casually talking about his plan to murder millions of people being <laughs> delayed. Um and this just kind of like makes uh holding upset everyone upset um and then mr dresden goes into this thing about genghis khan and stuff which is which is also, great also really good yeah that's if you don't want people to think you're a supervillain, you definitely should start monologuing about how you are similar to genghis khan i don't understand his point here because he's just like <laughs> Well, Genghis Khan only killed, like, what do you say, half a million people? And that's only, like, and then what compared to what I killed, it's a very small percent of the population. So I don't yeah. I don't think he's trying to, is he trying to be like, you know, I killed a lot of people, but not as much percentage as Genghis Khan. Like, and we, like all, we all love Genghis Khan. <laughs> Historical hero. Like, I don't think anybody, because he compares... I don't get why he's comparing himself to Genghis Khan because I don't think I think nobody says yeah Genghis Khan that guy definitely justified in all those killings and rapings <laughs> definitely definitely needed to happen. <laughs> he, the, the, his thought is that he that Genghis Khan was like was just was pursuing you know his his throne or his his massive Empire. conquest, and but he's like. But but the fact that he's like yeah so he was just like trying to like form his empire like why can't I do that too and it's not even I'm not even doing it as much as he did I don't know I don't know I have no idea very odd yeah he's it's trying he's saying like well Genghis Khan did it for a selfish stupid reason for power and we're doing it for power too but also we need to protect ourselves from the aliens which. Just a big jump here in logic um, <laughs> of like it it doesn't work. Um, like so, you good. can kind of if we were to entertain this argument of hey, should we sacrifice like one dude to like save humanity? It's like maybe like Classic. maybe we should like yeah, should you kill one guy or six people, whatever that type of thing. But this is not that same thing at all because. One, it's been two billion years and the aliens haven't showed up. So obviously this isn't like an imminent threat thing. It's not like we see the aliens coming. Um mm-hmm. and two, it's a million it's a million people. <laughs> not not just like one or two or something. 
Not that, like, one person, killing one person is okay, but, like, yeah, just a wild, um, a wild jump in, in logic like, there. The more, the more appropriate comparison here would be to, like, fucking Hitler, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, a, like, Hitler did it, so why can't I? It's like, <laughs> uh, dude, you realize what you just said? You're just comparing yourself to the most <laughs> evil man in history. <laughs> what the fuck? Very weird. Uh, yeah, like, I kind of... So, <laughs> I understand. It does, like, kind of raise the question of, like, could we... Like, is it okay? Like, if there's a super laser pointed at Earth, and we have 12 guys on a spaceship that could block this laser, but they would die, but it would save Earth. Is it okay if we take over that ship and kill the 12 people? force them to, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which is wild. But then if you think, like, yeah, it saves... We sacrifice 12 people to save whatever, billions. Um, right. It, it, but it's still weird. It becomes a slippery slope argument. Right, because it's in, like, like... In actuality, I don't know. Like, does it actually become a slippery slope? Like, I don't know. Well, it, it, it becomes, like, okay, when is the trade-off, like, equal? Like, is, is it if it was, like, a space station of a million people? Would you still or, do it? Yeah, right. Or uh, is the trade-off ever really equal? You're just good at murdering. Very someone. weird stuff. Um, I don't know. I guess that's what they want you to think about. Is like, like <laughs> that's yeah, what they yeah. want. They yeah. want you to <laughs> wake up, people. No, the <laughs> right. They want you to think like, okay, how many people would you sacrifice? And that's I technically what Dresden's argument is. But yeah, yeah. The the comparison he uses at the beginning is maybe not uh, the most convincing. It, it's very silly. Yeah, I get the. Like, I can see the other argument of, like, well, we gotta stop the big baddie, so we, there's gonna be some... Gotta break Which a few eggs to make an omelet. In, right, <laughs> but it's almost entirely theoretical at this point. The enemy that basically doesn't really exist yet, I mean... Yeah. Because remember, they're basing this off of their own theory that the proto-molecule was sent by an alien... Big jump. Big jump. Like, a million years ago Also, or can we... How did the... How did these aliens who have developed wormholes... Um, not take into account that Saturn would be there. <laughs> like, I feel like if they oh, were, tr- man, you remember that thing we shot at Earth? Yeah, dude, there was a, a it hit a planet. Oh <laughs> shit, man! I feel like the the two billion year old aliens who had d- developed uh wormholes could figure that one out. Um, missed it, missed it by that much. But they. I mean, I guess did it hit? I thought it hit a moon, which is pretty big. Like I could see it if it, it hits, hit a, it hit a it hit a moon of Saturn. Yeah, it, I feel like Io, you can account Io. for those. Um, if it was an asteroid, I'd give them some break because you can't account for like every freaking object in space. But if you just like, all right, all the objects like bigger than moons. Like, if let's... this thing was gonna hit Earth from outside the solar system, they can clearly calculate all yeah. this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So maybe this is what they wanted all along. <laughs> oh no! Really? Maybe Galaxy the real protomolecule was the friends Bang. we made along the way. Not good. <laughs> wow, we're right into their trap. Jeez, Un- oh, unreal. But yeah, that's some things to think about there. <laughs> or, or not? Or, or not? not those. <laughs> really? How many people would you kill to save Earth? Answer, answer in the comments below. <laughs> Um, I would genocide an entire fucking. <laughs> <No. laughs> 
Okay. How many genocides is appropriate? The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> How many genocides is appropriate? To stay? Some not good answers. You're going to see some not good things in those comments. So we're oh, not going to no. do that. Please don't email us about how many people you would sacrifice cancel. for the good of humanity. Yeah, we will cancel you. Well, it it's a weird thing to think about. The, the trolley problem is weird. I don't know. <laughs> would you kill? Yes. The trolley problem is weird. But all I can think about when I hear the trolley problem is the one where it flips the switch to like money on the other side, but it's just like a bunch of people the entire way. <laughs> yes like the capitalism one yeah yeah i don't know we could stop the trolley at any moment but i mean that one makes problem. total sense you do i the know, money I know. That. that's all i can think of though when i hear the trolley problem now so that's, that's why i <laughs> laugh whenever i hear someone reference that i still i want to understand the orchid problem though okay which one's that so it's like the trolley problem so the classic trolley problem of this train's going at one person or no, this train's going at six people. Do we flip it yeah. to hit the one person instead of the six? Or do we let it hit the six people? The equivalent of this... So I think a lot of people are like, let's flip it to hit the one person, right? Mm -hmm. Would you agree? All right, so uh, equivalent. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I would. I think you agreed. But... So <laughs> the equivalent <laughs> of this, where many other people don't agree, is, all right, you have six people with failing organs, and you have one healthy person. Do you take the healthy person's organs and give them to the six people? Oh, boy. And so that makes people realize, like, huh, maybe the answer isn't always just <laughs> just just flip kill the switch the, to kill, kill the, the one person. <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, then no, let's not flip the switch. Um, yeah, very weird thought thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate on what my answer is. I don't think there is a right answer. I think the problem is that there's not. That's the rise. That's why it's like a. Yeah. That's why it's like a, that's why it's a problem. Right, and you can debate the merits of either or of genocide. Yeah. Quotes, but uh, there really is probably no right answer. Uh, Definitely not. In any situation, yep. you have to so. choose between death and death. Yeah. Not good. I, I would be hero. I would throw myself in front of the trolley and die with them. And they would, <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I will die as one of them. What is that from? Shoot, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Nice, nice. Um, wow, we got off track. Um, we are way out you, of here. Are you done with your chapter? No. Uh, so we just got to Genghis Khan. We have some more. Oh, things oh right. Of course. How could I forget? Yeah. So there. I mean, yeah, the rest of this is kind of just filler, not not filler, but like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just how how everything works, the protomaku and all that and what's yes. kind of beyond the scenes. Yes. So after the trolley problem and Genghis Khan comparisons, <laughs> they Dresden goes right into how they're they they wanted to test it on humans because they want to make design changes on humans. So basically, his dream is to make humans that don't need water, air or whatnot can survive in outer space and like do super crazy crap, which we do see later. Um Spoiler alert. But there are problems uh with that, but yeah. Are there <laughs> obvious I'm surprised. Odd. Yeah, so that's why he's like Holden's like, why couldn't you do on bacteria? Dresden's like, I didn't want to change bacteria, I want to change humans. Idiot. I'll go fuck about bacteria, my dude. Yeah. No. Who cares? Um so yeah, that's that's why Dresden did it to Eros. 
That's why he murdered a million people. Worth it. And then, yes, he's going to create superhumans so they can fight the aliens. He wanted Uh, to make them really strong. Our guy Holden, though, is he's like heated. He's like, man, I know there's something wrong with this argument. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay, this is actually... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my favorite part of this whole section is that Holden is here like, Oh, I mean, fuck, dude, this guy's wrong, but I he, he sounds so good. Like, damn, <laughs> yep. like oh, he's got me. He's got me trapped. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't refute it. I don't <laughs> I don't know enough to refute this. Yeah. This reminds me if you've played if you've played Disco Elysium or maybe even like Fallout 2. So this might be an obscure reference for some. But if you don't spec into like intelligence at all, sorry yeah. for the video game reference, your character will be like, ah. I know that's wrong, but I'm not smart enough to do this. And that is literally what Holden is doing right here. Yeah. He's just like, ooh, this is bad, but like, my man, he speaks nice. He speaks <laughs> nice. He's, he's got fancy words. Yeah. It sounds good. Yep. Yep. So Naomi then pipes up and is like, well, how did you convince all these scientists to work for you? Like, are they a bunch of psychopaths? And Dresden's like, yep, they actually they are. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> ding 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 he's like he reveals he modified their brains in some way to make them psychopaths and there's no way to change them back <laughs> um which is unfortunate so that's and that's kind of he explains why they have all the rack gear because <laughs> he got a bunch of psychopaths running around um his ship uh very funny so he had to keep him in check but still like why wouldn't you also have more lethal stuff for if your station gets boarded but whatever i'm not the he just murdered like a million people he just like blew up like a massive population center you think that they'd be like oh, okay like we might get in trouble for this we should have guns yeah anything i don't know i think he's a little arrogant in that they didn't it think seems, they'd be found but... seems that way to me and also like it appears now that he's still like he thinks he won um, which yeah, he, he doesn't see anything wrong with it. He's like, oh shit, man, we just got raided, but like it's fine. Not a big yeah. Which he might to like to his point, he might have been okay had Miller not done what he's about to do. Um, Amazing. So which is wild. And then Dresden also goes into the logic of uh, I love this one. Uh, sunk cost. Yeah, the sunk cost fallacy is like, uh, man, we already killed all those humans, and if you don't let me the... continue, then they all yeah. died for nothing. <laughs> Which is great. I love it. Well, like, fuck. He did, he <laughs> yes. did it. He got me. He's so right. Uh, and then Miller speaks up. Even Fred, too. Fred and Naomi are both like, it's, he's like, we, you will waste the data, Dresden says. You make certain that every man, woman, and child who died on Eros died for nothing. The room was silent. Fred <laughs> was frowning. Like, everyone's like, huh. dude, fuck. Like, so he's right. got a point. Oh my god, they died for nothing. Not the name. Dresden doing again? Doesn't yeah. matter. They died for nothing. We have to let Dresden continue his research. Yeah. Who killed him again? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Sad. Uh, but then, Incredible. good guy Miller. Miller speaks up and says, "Okay, that's enough." Holden looks over and noticed he wasn't tapping or he didn't have the pistol against his leg anymore. And Holden's like, "Oh shit." 
this guy who I saw murder lots of people is gonna murder somebody again? Who would have thought? Unreal. I never would have seen this coming in a million years. Who could have saw this? But we'll get right into it because we can't end on that big of a cliffhanger. Yes. Chapter 42. Dresden didn't see it coming. Even as Miller raised the pistol, the man's eyes didn't register a threat. All he saw was Miller with an object in his hand that appeared to be a gun. A dog would have known to be scared, but not Dresden. Miller! Holden shouted from a great distance. Don't! Pulling the trigger was simple. <laughs> I just love that. I just love that. Wow. I didn't read that. Cold killer. It's so dramatic. So Miller just walks up in the middle of this crowded room. Everyone's quiet because they're like, shit, like Dresden is right. Everyone <laughs> died, but like it's, it's going to be in vain if we stop Dresden from doing his evil research on the people that Dresden killed. We got to let him continue. He's also probably going to pay us. So Miller's like, okay, I'm done with this. I've had enough. He just kind of walks up, bang, dome, headshot. Dresden falls over. After he falls over, bang, bang, two more shots in the chest. So Miller's just like shooting this dead guy already. He's like, I, I, this guy, I'm giving him no second chances. We got no opportunity to live here. We are multiple firing, firing multiple bullets into this man's corpse, <laughs> uh, which is really wild. Uh, the room is silent oh, once again. Um, everyone is like, what the fuck just happened? And Holden immediately uh, gets very mad at Miller. He's furious. <laughs> He's yelling about a trial, about justice for Dresden. Um, and <laughs> Justice for Dresden. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to phrase it that way, but I the second I said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Probably not the, not the way to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, Holden's like, you, why would you do that? You shot him in cold blood. He's like, are you even human anymore? Uh, and Miller's just like, I don't even know what I am anymore, man. He's just, Miller's <laughs> just kind of like still on the face. He's very, very dramatic. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's almost fully disassociating at this point. Um, and Fred kind of gets control of the situation. Uh, and he's like, okay, all right. Get back to work, people. Um, I want the description team in here. We got prisoners. We got station to steal a bunch of crap from. Probably some expensive stuff. We can hopefully sell it. Um, and yeah, after after all this, though, Holden, who is just very mad, still is like, "Hey, hey, Miller, get your uh, get your own ride home, douche." Nice. And uh, Miller's like, "Well, kind of expected that at this point." So. They're not friends anymore. Um, Miller then asks Fred, like, hey, can I get a ride back? I lost my other one. Fred's like, yeah, sure. And Miller's like, you know I had to do it. And Fred didn't reply because Fred was thoroughly convinced that Dresden also needed to live. So uh, that's it. Mm. They don't talk again after that. And then we flash forward a little bit. And the station is getting... Rounded up, all the people on the station are getting rounded up. Word of the sociopathic crew is spreading around everyone. Um, and everyone's like, oh shit, we don't want to deal mess with that. So they are um working on kind of rounding everyone up and getting everyone restrained uh to go back on the guy Molinari. 
Molinari and head back to Tycho as prisoners. And then they're also working on taking anything that is not bolted down. Um, and they're just going to try and ship off before any protogen forces get there or get word that Thoth Station has been attacked. Um, a little bit later, Miller is in his crash couch. Uh, it's about 40 hours later, specifically. They are loaded up, ready to go. And Miller's back in his crash couch, and he's described as being in a bit of a haze. Well, he realizes at one point that he's crying. <laughs> Not good. Uh, and he's, he's I, I'm assuming he's kind of in and out of consciousness right now. Um, yeah. He, he's assumedly seeing this in his mind, uh, he, but he can see Dresden speaking uh, again. And his words are coming out of his mouth in a dark smoke. This is um, a metaphor for those who don't catch it. The smoke is, is headed right for Amos, Holden, Naomi. And he wakes up in a fit, yelling. But he remembers that he's already won, that the black smoke cannot get to his previous friends. <laughs> friends in quotations. Uh, Julie, he looks over. Julie is sitting next to him. She understands and she's forgiving. She tells him to go back to sleep. So Miller, uh, not in the great mental state at the moment. <laughs> we they probably say that about like most parts of this book. Pretty much all uh, of it. <clears throat> but he did what he had to do. We can debate this later. Did if he? we need to. I think he had to do it. I guess. I mean, I would have shot him. But right. I mean, also like Right to a fair trial, man. Also, he... would he not have just gotten murdered later? Like, what uh, OPA no. guard? What do you mean, no? He works for, like, a massively powerful Earth Corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but the OPA no is taking develop... him in. There's no way anyone on the I'm saying, to him I'm saying this. the OPA takes him in. You have some OPA guards, like, let's kill this motherfucker who got well, here. I mean, what's, what's different with that than what Miller did? Um, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. He's going to get murdered anyway, which is, I guess, kind of a bad way to look at it. <laughs> I'm dresiting myself here. Holden's like, Miller, why'd you do that? Someone else should have just killed him. Come on. <laughs> you didn't have to. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we can talk about this. There is a lot of, there is more discussion. This isn't the end of this choice. You haven't seen the um, last. <laughs> you haven't seen the last of, of us. The choice of Miller absolutely doming dresden from point blank range love it um miller did nothing wrong is all i have to say wow um <laughs> i just think that one in there quick uh miller where we fast forward a little bit miller and the the guy molinary crew and soldier force are now back on Tycho. they've been there for about 10 days um nice. he's been bunking with diogo his new bud in a teeny little apartment and Diogo smells like liquor and tub-grown weed, uh, which seems nice. Um, <laughs> which seems nice. And <laughs> tub-grown is an interesting implication. Like, is it like a, is it like a like the like the beans earlier? Is it like a fungus replacement for weed? I don't think so. But I mean, I thought they grew like beans. No, they're like fungal beans. I thought, like, yeah, fungus is most of the food. I'm pretty sure they can grow plants, though, in outer space. You need seeds. Maybe that's a science Tuesday. Plants in space. Them. Can you grow weed in space? Maybe. That's an important question. The answer is maybe. Important question. 
That's where all either way grow. Yeah, this dude's getting um, high. Yeah, he's That's just doing what, what kids do, you know. Um, the one thing that has been nice for Miller after coming back from Tycho is that he got paid. Fred's like, "Hey, great, thank you for your work. Uh, I will pay you for your time on on Thoth." Um, and as a result of this, he quickly thinks about how he and Captain Shadid, our good old friend on series, his former boss, are technically on the same payroll now because Shadid also was clearly paid by the OPA in some form or another. Um, since he's been back, he's been watching the news a lot. Uh, we haven't been exposed to it in the last few chapters, but the war rages on. The Ma- Mars has suffered multiple somewhat intense attacks from the belt recently. Um, and the Earth blockade of Mars has continued for about three months now because the Martian Navy is still coming in from the outer planets and the belt. However, those Martian ships are getting very close now. Very close. Which will lead to a bit of a... Conundrum. Conundrum, a (laughs) stepping off point for the next stage of this conflict. Miller thinks about how there's only really two things that can happen when those Nate Martian ships get back. They either go to Mars to fight the Earth fleet, or they just go straight to Earth. And they mm. do, I, you know, I don't know Bad what things. they do. Out. You can't really take Earth out because Genocide. Mars would probably die too, but like, yeah, get right. How <laughs> many Earths would you kill in order to save <laughs> own planet? So, um, yeah, that's that's where the war's at. And he is thinking like, man, the Eros and Thoth station have got to be all over the news right now, and they're just they're just not. It doesn't seem anywhere. He's like, huh, okay. Well, that's not good. <laughs> or it is good. Who knows? Um and while he's watching this, he sees a there's a kid that walks into the bar that he's at. He's at a bar. He's been drinking a lot again lately, it seems like. Um He's been pounding bourbon at this bar watching the news. That's kind of nice, actually. Um, but one of Diogo's friends, who was also a veteran of Thoth Station, he comes in the bar and kind of nods at Miller when he walks in. Miller's like, hey, I'm going to go talk to this guy. I think it's because he's limping or he looks bad or something. But he's going to go talk to this kid uh, and sit next to him. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing okay. And he orders, like, Everclear, essentially, and just takes a shot of it. <laughs> Miller's like, oh, okay, he's not doing okay. Um, and Miller's like, hey, like, drinking is not going to help with the violence and the things that you're going to see when you're in combat like that. Uh, and the kid's like, oh, really? Like, dang. <laughs> that's That kind of sucks. Um, and they're talking for a little bit. And kid's like, hey, like, I got something that I think you want to see. Uh, and he goes to his... He grabs Miller's <laughs> terminal and Whips he, it like, out. changes the yeah, he whips out the terminal. He like changes the uh, the channel, and Miller looks at the, the terminal screen. And is like, oh, what what the fuck am I looking at? And after about a second or two, he realizes that he's looking at a live feed of Eros. Uh, and he immediately, Gross. after realizing that it's Eros, notes that the it's basically the exact same human stew <laughs> that they found on. What ship was that? The, the, it wasn't the Skyrite. The, the stealth ship. Artemis. The, the fucked know. up stealth ship. Uh, and it's just all over arrows. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. They. It's on the floors. It's on the walls. 
it's <laughs> crawling around. There's like arms and legs crawling around. Uh, the entire station is like this. It's not a good look for the station. Not great. Or anyone on. Man, I wish, I kind of wish the show had this, but they went with the less. I know, color. it's all the blue. I, I wish it was really, it, it would have been horribly disgusting. I think, honestly, I think they did it because of the CGI budget or like the special effects budget. Um, I think it was too, I think it was probably that, but also that they probably didn't want, didn't and that would have made it like off. R. Yeah. Like, yeah, this would definitely make it a hot yeah like a rated you x do or this r. without it being like a hard r yeah it'd be almost be like horror in the movie it'd sense. be so cool though it'd be really, it'd be really i hope dope. it was an expanse video game someday that'd be fun i'm not it'd sure how it would go like alien isolation yes yeah, i don't like also that. don't know how it would go or dead space yeah i'd be like and, oh, and be very similar to dead space it's like dead space i don't know i don't know um but yeah and so he's just kind of watching the tape move the the tape more um while he's watching it the the kid next to him was like yo dude everyone thinks you're a hero <laughs> for murdering justin as he because he is yeah. uh and that after this arrow's live this arrow's live feed is just available now um <clears throat> dude i believe someone hacked into a camera or some cameras um yeah and now everyone just like wants to murder all of the psychos that they have uh, prisoners on Fair. Psycho Station now. Uh, and Miller's listening to this and he's just watching the tape more. And he sees things like bones that are draped across the roofs and the ceilings. <laughs> he sees black slug-like things crawling around on the floor. Uh, and that there are nautilus spirals etched into the bulkhead that seem to shift while he watches them. So yeah, arrows, you know... Yeah. Eros is going through it a little bit right now. Uh, something is happening, man. And we don't really know what. I love moment. the uh, so the show version of the scene. Um, mm -hmm. He's actually talking with what's so it's not like a direct character, but kind of I guess Diego. Diego. Yeah, he's talking to Diogo. Um, right? Yeah, Diego's listening to music that the Belters made from these Eros sounds. Yes. Oh my God, you're right. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, they talk about that experimental, the the music that they love. Yeah, I totally remember that. Holy shit. <laughs> They're like jamming out to the people on Eros being Because eaten in by the show, thing. I don't, does this come up later? Does this come up later in the book? In the show, they talk about how like there's, that there's voices coming from Eros. I think this might happen later in the book. Yeah. Still, actually. Right? I mean, Where for sure like... when, yeah, for sure they talk about voices. And I mean, when, obviously when. Miller gets on the ship, there's voices, but yes, right. Um, yeah, very interesting. This is where they start to, yeah, this is where they talk about the show, but yes, I forgot about that. Uh, but that development, yeah, to come. That was, that was a little teaser, a little teaser for later. Um, but yeah, so Miller, uh, it's again, I think it's a little bit later. We keep kind of jumping around in time, uh, with Miller here, and he is walks into a bar, and I'm the Seems like the implications that he knew that there was going to be someone from the Rosanante here, uh, and he spots <laughs> some of them. Target acquired. Corner of the bar. Yep. Mm -hmm. He sees Amos and Naomi, and they're at a table in the corner. Uh, no sign of Holden, no sign of Alex, and he's like, oh shit, thank God Holden's not here. Uh, and Miller kind of goes out to him. He's extremely nervous, and he feels like shit. And he's like, hey, can I buy you guys around? And then he's like, sure, but like we have that thing that we have to go to soon and it was like oh yeah the thing <laughs> that's nah. they really don't want to talk to him 
Love Amos. For a whole long time. Um, and then they're like, yeah, you know, we might be leaving really any any time as long as Fred lets us. And, and Naomi's like, you know, she doesn't feel super good about saying that um, because she also doesn't really know if Fred will let them leave. Classic. Because of Holden. Uh, and then he's like, hey, you know, we really should be leaving. Uh, I'm going to go. And it was like, hey, you know, I'll catch up. I'll catch up. Well, give me a sec. Okay. All right. And then he walks away. And he almost kind of gets into what he needs to say to Miller. And he's like, you know, Miller, I like Naomi. Uh, she's not like us. And Miller's like, you know, that's why I like her. And he was like, mm. yeah, good job. Good answer. And he says that uh, Holden fucking hates Miller, basically, for the most part. Um, Miller's like, why? That guy had, Dresden had to die. Holden, like, thought he was right. <laughs> uh, and he was like, hey, it's not because, it's not because you killed one guy. It's because you have a habit of just murdering people left and right without considering any other options, which I actually, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that answer because Miller does do that a lot. Um, <laughs> and uh, Amos is like, you know, dude, like the next place we go is going to be more like Thoth Station than Arrows. Like, even if, even if on Arrows you were right to just, you know, just absolutely murder people left and right to get out of there, you know, the Arrows isn't going to happen again. You're going to be going to places that are that have normal people at them. We're going back, you know, for the most part, uh, moving forward. And we don't want someone around that is just going to murder people without, without considering the other options first. Uh, and that's what Holden thinks. And then Miller's like, but what about you guys? What, what do you guys all think? And it was like, none of us want you around either. Uh, we all agree. And this Miller's like, Oh, ow, that hurt. And <laughs> like that. Um, and Amos goes on and he says, you know, Holden also isn't like us. Uh, and because of this, I like to listen to him on these decisions because I don't really trust myself being able to make the correct choice here. Which is, yes. you know, actually really kind of extremely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amos clearly knows what, what his limitations are. Um, and really follows those instincts. And that's really like, really seems like a very tough thing to do, but he's good at it, at listening to others because he doesn't necessarily think that he can make the correct decision. So really good look for our boy Amos. Um, <clears throat> bro. Amos downs his beer that Miller bought him. And <laughs> then he downs the rest of Naomi's beer. And then he just walks away. And that's it. That's uh -huh. the end. Miller looks out at the Naboo glittering in the light, in the, the sunlight outside, uh, and beside him, Julie says that it looks like it's just you and me now. I think we're alone now. Man, Julie Miller's not, fucked up, dude. He needs... <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of issues that he needs to unpack someday, but won't get uh, the chance to. I would say he needed to unpack them. Yeah, probably years 20 years ago, ago whenever his wife left him. <laughs> Definitely missed that opportunity. It didn't even leave him that long ago. It was like three years ago at this point. Was it only three years? Well, in the beginning of this book, it was like two and a half. I mean, years. probably before that, because theoretically, 
I'm not gonna like go into everything the but like theoretically he was having some issues before oh and which yeah, is why yeah, his no, wife no, left yeah, him right but um yeah no he yes i 100 percent agree 100% so agree. but at least like he was super fucked up about his wife candace i want to remind everyone candace is is his wife's his ex-wife's name pretty cute assumedly at that point you'd be like oh man i really liked her why did she leave <laughs> maybe look in the mirror for a little bit and i don't think he did a good job of that yeah, I yeah. Mean, he really just replaced i mean i think people do this a lot in uh i'm pretty sure this is how i'm gonna make a big sweeping statement how all like a lot of uh how they try to treat addiction too right they like they just give you something else to be addicted to that's more um yeah better yeah. for you like specifically religion is like a big part of like the 12 step program or whatnot um but but miller miller kind of did that with julie a little more uh he stopped drinking kind of he uh yeah just focused on julie and now he's just got hallucinations so i mean what do you just always with them floating around what are you gonna do telling him what he wants to hear also at certain points like like assumedly having some sort of weird uh relations with him as a ghost yeah in his right. head. that's a weird look uh to be clear definitely yeah. i mean but who is it hurting uh, i mean i uh, guess i heard dresden him. is it hurting him i mean he's still functioning in society kind kind of because he's he doesn't have a productive. job he's a productive worker <laughs> I mean, that's like how you define like, uh, um, it doesn't psychological for... issues, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can he still produce? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's more than that, though. I mean, it's bad for him. It, it does seem bad for him personally. Uh, I don't know. He's well. You... I guess yeah, you could I... argue like putting himself in danger to like go look at those rooms and stuff for Julie and then putting himself in danger to go to Thoth Station and then ultimately he's like Michael Myers thing Julie dying. right now like he's, he's she up. is the obsession yeah you yeah. know the more I look at this this is <laughs> this is he's never issue. met her he, he's never met this girl yeah and then he ultimately dies yeah um also like 20 years older than her all right, this is an issue for him. And he says, like, she looks, she's just, she's like a kid. I think I can diagnose <laughs> this as a disorder for sure. <laughs> Through my. Uh, Thank you, doctor. Dr. Dak. Yeah, you're welcome. Man, I can't your, wait to get a doctor degree someday. Your, your medical degree just is. Just to be called Dr. Dak. Is not real as Julia is to Miller. I'm getting a doctorate tomorrow. You'll see. I'll never, I'll never call you Dr. Dak. Well, that would be illegal. What so, if I told you that I, how, I don't even, you would just laugh at me. What if I was like, hey, so there's this girl that I've never met, but all I do is imagine her ghost flying around me all day. And like, also, I, I've literally boned this ghost. Before. I'd be making some calls. <laughs> I'd be. <laughs> also, I'm, also, I'm engaged with this ghost. I've decided that we're <laughs> getting married. Unsubscribe. I would be <laughs> calling your family See? and being uh-huh. like. Man, Ben has gone off the deep end. He bought a ring for a ghost, people. He didn't buy a ring. 
No, no, no. I in this story, I did. I, yeah, I know, but what a overreaction! There. But I mean, he threw his life away for this ghost. He did throw part. his wife away, but it was a, his wife, his life away. But it was a worthless <laughs> life anyway. So. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I mean, what That's what was he gonna do? Strong statement. What was he gonna do? No lives are worthless. Hmm. If if every life is worthless, then no one's. No one. No but are. if I mean he's like a fifty year old dude, he got fired yeah. from his only job. I guess he could have got another security job, but I think he realized he didn't really like that. Um, he's like, I need to learn to code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, but yeah. So theoretically, maybe he could have uh, kept on with the OPA and done some Fred Johnson shit instead Probably. of uh chasing after julie but yeah you know there's not really a good way to put it i guess he did kind of fuck up his life uh so yeah that's why you he fucked it up long before like he fucked it up because he specifically like ruined his relationship with shadid and everyone on and the up the head honchos Mm. on series for the most part yeah i think it, it really all stems to why i think it's we're going way back here. I mean, whatever his relationship problem, his problem with alcohol was before, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what did him in, and then he went down really? this p- path. Really? So yeah, don't get, you know what? get help no, for it's... your mental issues is the key really? here. Is the your... moral of this story? Your um, yeah, that's it. Sad. Sad. Holden, though, this guy has zero mental issues. Wow, no mental issues. Bright eyed. The whole world in front of him. Very, even hotter now that he has a broken nose. Broken nose that adds some character to his face. Dude, Holden is ripped in the show. How is somebody in space <laughs> ripped in so ripped? Yeah, and we're gonna him, talk him about that. Him and freaking Alec and Amos both. I don't. I'm, those two dudes are jacked. Well, they, they just Amos is show definitely on like, steroids. Two bros, just like acknowledging, like, yeah, bro, like, <laughs> it's just, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be so buff that it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> they are absolutely. I mean, to be honest, Holden's kind of skinny. <laughs> I bet I, mean, I could bench more than James Holden. Jack. I mean, he's still pretty he's, jacked. He's jacked. I mean, he's like, he's lean, but... The Amos actor is jacked as Amos fuck. is jacked as shit. Yeah, he's, he's definitely... Ridiculous. He's a big boy. Big boy. But, you know who isn't jacked? Our girl yeah. Sam. The lead Sam. head engineer oh, for Tycho Station. Uh, I forgot about Sam. He's I got Sam. blue eyes, a small mouth. Heart-shaped okay, pixie face. Pause. What you don't ever just dis- don't describe someone as having a small mouth. I didn't do it. The book did. <laughs> wait, 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 why can't I say somebody has a small mouth? That's, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Wait, why? If you're like, oh yeah, dude, hey, there's this girl. I you'd love her. She's she's small cute. Mouth. She's smart. She's got a small mouth. <laughs> I'd be like, oh wait, 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 what? I, I don't think that's I think that's a fine way to describe any human being. <laughs> I am not. On the same I'm page. all about the, the small mouse page. ladies. Hashtag small mouth ladies. Okay, we don't don't. We're not going to start that hashtag. Okay, well it's it's probably already a thing. Anyway, it's not. this it's girl, small mouth, heart shaped pixie face, <laughs> red hair. She's working on the rosy. She's getting all sweaty. Um, she's uh-huh. speaking in in uh-huh. childish saying. She's like, "Oh, the rosy had a boo boo," and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is funny. I like that. Okay, uh, okay, good. Sorry. 
Um, but she also has a manly voice, which is also funny. Excellent. E girls, they're ruining our lives. Um, they always have. So Naomi, Naomi, and Sam are kind of hitting it off. They're they've been hanging out. They've been high fiving. Who knows what else? Um, oh, Holden's there. a little jealous of this, but plays it oh, cool. Here. He plays he? it cool. Oh, does he? Kind of. <laughs> He's playing like, it cool. Does not exist. So Sam invites Naomi to go play Golgo, which is apparently a cross between soccer and darts and some zero G shit. I don't. They don't really explain the rules, uh, but. And Naomi's like, yeah, we're gonna kick those people's asses. Uh, Holden's awkwardly there and is like, uh, when's the ship gonna be done? Which is apparently in a couple days, which is cool, and then wishes them luck against the, the G7 losers. Which Nice, Holden. It was playing it, playing it absolutely cool. Very cool, my guy. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, later, he's back at his Tyco uh, hotel room suite. He notes how big it is, how it has three rooms, and uh, how this is pretty incredible, because normally on a space station, you'd have a very small room, but they treat you well in Tycho. Space seems to be yeah, a premium. It is a premium. Uh, he notes that the, the news is still how there's a war between Earth and Mars. No one has thrown a rocket, although some some debris, they call it, hit uh, just outside the March, the Martian civilization zone, like a mountain um and of course mars is like yo that was a direct attack on our people and earth just said it was an accident slash uh debris from another fight uh so tension's still rising there but uh no planets blown up yet which is good but then surprise surprise somebody knocks on the door and who is it it's miller oh this whole time by the way holden's in a towel which is funny and he's standing out there with his hat in his hands. And Holden's like, you're really standing outside here with your hat in your hand? Big uh, foam cowboy hat in his hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and Holden's decides, he's like, well, I guess I owe this dude at least the conversation of fuck off forever. Uh, which is very uh, nice of Holden. Because yeah. he could have just ghosted. He could have done the easy thing that all the kids are doing nowadays, just ghosting. But uh, no, he's going to have a conversation with this man and tell him to fuck off in person. Um, so Holden offers him coffee, goes, gets stressed, comes back out and immediately just starts going off on him, kind of like what? Like, what the fuck? You can't just kill people. We talked about this. Um, but to Holden's surprise, Miller's just like, yeah, OK. Uh, and yeah, this kind of takes Holden aback a bit. Um but Miller tries to explain, yo, this dude was going to get away with it. And had I not shot him, he, yeah, was going to get away with it. He had too much po- money and power. Um, Holden kind of refutes this. and is like, no, there's supposed to be a trial, blah, blah, blah. And you just did this for revenge. Uh, but Miller is like, no, catching him or going there initially was definitely about revenge. But, but that was because... Uh, that dude need to be killed. <laughs> uh, and yeah, again, about how he was convincing him that it was a good idea and that's not a good sign. So some people just need a shooting was, was Miller's voice, but, uh, you can kind of see <laughs> Holden's side here because he's like, well, you're still a danger to society and I can't have you in my crew. Uh, 
which is kind of fair. I mean, we've seen Miller just shoot anyone as long as it's for survival. But I, I mean, they were they were all pretty justified killings. If if you ask me, um, pretty much their lives were in danger. So I don't know, but yeah, Holden being the good guy he is is like can't have this this guy ruining my crew, putting my people in danger. Um, and Miller just kind of accepts this and kind of walks away, and that's the the last thing. The last real conversation they have before the the big the big end, but uh, Holden's a little distressed. Calls Naomi, asks if they want to meet up, and she does, which is hoo hoo hoo, good signs for my boy Holden. Yeah, yeah. So they they show up. Holden shows up at the bar. He realizes it's the same one they did karaoke at last time. Good stuff. Naomi, the bartender, offers Naomi a drink. She's like, "No, I've already drank a lot." Oh boy, and and then uh, they have some small talk about Glogo, Naomi's team one, good stuff. They talk about Miller. Um, Big mistake, never do that. Very weird, but uh, Holden, yeah, gun goes through. He killed a lot of people, and he needs to needs that not to happen. Uh, then Naomi just is like, "Yo, uh, how about we just go back to my place?" Which this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We spent Finally. whatever four hundred and twenty pages getting teased, but uh, Naomi goes in for the kill. <laughs> oh my god, Naomi! Your priorities are messed up. Sorry. Continue. This is what the book's all about. It's a love story <laughs> and true. But Naomi's like, I love this. This is so silly. Owen's like, I thought you didn't like me because you've been giving me the cold shoulder. And classic Naomi, classic girls, am I right? <laughs> is like, I've been waiting for you to make the move, dude, but you've been holding back. Uh, so, and she's like, again, this, the, what is it, the post traumatic horniness? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the near death horniness, uh, exponential growth formula. She's, yeah, she basically says, uh, we almost died like 50 times. We got a, we got a bang <laughs> before like, we dude, die. 50. 50 times exponential growth. It's yeah. massive right now. Yeah, so they, they need to bang. So About the birds. Holden is still like flabbergasted at this point, what? which Naomi is like, dude, it's a yes or no answer. We we doing this? <laughs> and Holden says yes. And then presumably oh. some some fun things ow, happen. Ow, ow, ow. The moment we've all been waiting for. The climax of the book. I'm surprised it didn't end it here. But Max of the wow, you have a way with words, my friend. You have a way with words. Incredible. Yeah, but that's where we're at. We finally get the Naomi Holden hookup. Miller is exiled. End. That's the end of the book. We did it. We did. We did it. Made it. We saved the city. Yeah. So interesting things. They still don't have a plan for what's going to go on with Protogen. They, uh, yeah, Miller's ostracized. Holden is about to get a ship back, maybe. Who knows what's going on with the war with Earth and Mars? Why hasn't Protogen, uh, Earth, like, freaked out about Protogen? Yep. All these questions and more. Soon to be answered. Soon. Can't wait. I'm excited. Wow, it is kind of a weird ending. Because it kind of ends, like, right at the end of this act, for the most part. Yeah, we did it well. We chose our chapters well. 
Nothing this better. You know what else we did well? Science I Tuesday. Don't. Did we? Yes. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see. This week on Science Tuesday. Microgravity and its effects on the human body. So, oh boy, we all know the belters are long and skinny, and have no muscle, and are freaking weird and have big heads. <laughs> and the question is, okay, you just say that they're freaking weird. That's not what you need to be right. saying about them. That's rude. That's rude. Okay, fair, but they are. And there's actual science about people have spent. Um, so I think the longest time in space is like a year like 400 days ish um so we do have some information on what happens to the human body when you are in in uh no no gravity which is honestly not good like there's honestly more messed up things than i thought there would be um specifically like apparently your heart can kind of get damaged um and like your whole system because so normally your heart kind of has to pump to fight gravity, but that's not a thing anymore. So what will happen is astronauts will have really low blood pressure when they come back to Earth. And which I find interesting because, well, obviously, like, expanse is fake. But um, if if these astronauts are only there for like 100 days and then come back and have blood pressure issues, like, imagine if you were living there. In, yeah, the, even uh, these books alone are like, I mean, it takes months to go from and, the outer planets back to yeah. the inner planets. For the Navy. So maybe they figured that out with drugs or something. But then it also kind of like bends in the fact that like uh, bends in <laughs> the, the belters can't really can't survive on Earth at this point. Um, right, right. Because later of, we get because of uh, this shit conversations between Naomi and Holden and Holden's like, hey, you should conversations. And Naomi's like, um, no, no, I don't ever want to go through that because it would be awful. Like, really be painful. Yep. Yep. Not good. And then, uh, so other things bone loss. So apparently, one to 1.5% a month. Oh my, my femur. Ah, sorry. (laughs) Lost it. Yeah. So you're basically accelerates. So this kind of happens when you get old too. Um, you lose bone density, which is why people like break hips and stuff when they fall down. Uh, notably in women more because they have less bone. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It feels pretty. But um, yeah, honestly, stuff you, my dude. <laughs> yeah. By the way, men are better than women. <laughs> I, I, that's gonna be clipped, and I'm gonna be fired forever. I already. I tweeted, um, it. I tweeted it. I, t- I tweeted it. But uh, yeah, so you lose a lot of bone density and have some major issues. And again, this is. Only after a little bit in space. This is one to one point five percent a month. Um, which is a lot. You don't want to lose any percentage of your bone. And losing that much a month seems like an issue. Uh which again they talk about this with the belters and how they have they they say they have low bone density, so I assume the authors got that from from the real stuff. Yes. Um generally the authors do a really good good job. job. From what again, I don't actually understand the science stuff. But I, from what I've read about the science stuff in these books and from what I've read about the science stuff in these books is that they try to be like as realistic as they, as they can. Yeah, I like it. Uh, like talking with lots of science people. Like it. So also with this, lots of muscle mass and endurance lost. Oh, I would cry. Expe- 
especially in the lower extremities. Which, oh, I would cry. Which, I mean, no. makes a lot of sense. You're not using your legs at all. The quads. Um, the quads are gone. Everything's gone. Go I'd never go to space. And so it apparently it's not even just your muscles. It's also like the connective tissues and, and other things uh, that will get easier to fatigue and break, which is interesting. I guess it's because, oh. again, you're not using them. Like, like ACLs and MCLs and stuff yeah, like that? apparently. Dang. That's what I'm reading here. Uh, oh you just like step on Earth and you tear your ACL. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently you have issues. And then, like I said, your your blood's all messed up, too. Um, So, like, you... They say, like, for sure, like, people will, like, almost pass out. You know how you almost pass out sometimes if you stand up too quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, that happens, like, almost every time you stand up when oh. for people who went to space. Which is sounds not healthy. Um, that is so they're still kind of working through these issues, which I presumably. So who knows if these like intensify? Like, so yes, if you stay a year in space, you'll have a lot of de- degradation of bones and muscles. But it's unclear if like somebody spends like six years in space, if like. You'll keep getting skinnier and lower bone density, and, like wither away and die, or it'll like level off at some point. Like presumably, it would level off. But... Yeah, the assumption, right? I mean, like, I, I guess I don't. I I also don't have a good understanding of anything, but um, assume like it seems like we've been pretty good at adapting in general, different environments. I don't know. Space is not, uh, you know, it's not just a you different want. temperature. But, um, so. It would be, I don't know. Assumably, you wouldn't just waste away. Your body wouldn't just waste away. I hope it does. Or, or maybe some people would be better. Yeah. Better uh, suited for their bodies, would have certain things that make them better able to handle the rigors of low gravity space travel. But, yeah. And we're trying to fight these things with like working out, but it's really hard to, like, you're automatically getting a workout on Earth <laughs> with just like standing and shit. That you get absolutely zero of that in space, so um, it's it's tough. Also, funny thing, you get more kidney stones oh. from what they've seen, which is kind no. of interesting. Not sure why that would happen. Maybe because like the the minerals can't get filtered out correctly in your kidneys. I don't I don't know. It's kind of funny. Oh, maybe yeah, because of like the gravity, like how you know how things like kind of connect into balls. I don't know. Well, that. Wouldn't gravity seems like in my mind it would if there was one certain spot where all the particles were going, it'd be yeah, you're 100 wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That was I don't think that was a thing I've ever said. But apparently, it's uh, that's a thing. So there's a lot to lot to learn. Also, motion sickness is a big issue. Interesting, because I think you're you're just not used to how you react in low gravity, so you're body's like what the hell is going on here um weird and basically they treat that with drugs which is kind of makes sense i mean that's what they do in this book too there's like okay time to shoot the drugs up yeah for mm-hmm. everything when they're doing too high g's oh man your heart size goes up oh oh no your heart size goes down oh that hurts that hurts <laughs> I me what, i don't know what either one means i guess i mean 
Your heart, I mean, when you run I, I a lot, it's it, isn't your heart get bigger or does it just yeah. get more efficient? I literally think it's atrophy. I got bigger. Yeah. Like if you're a marathon runner, I think you have a larger heart. Yeah. The moral of the story don't go to space if you want to be healthy. You want to live. Only oh, go if you want man. To be Oh, I don't even know what this means. It must be awful. It must be horrible. They're talking about brain plasticity during space flight. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I'm not even going to try to explain what that means. Bummer. But not good. Not good. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Well, that's that's a little bit about microgravity. Obviously, just a, the cliff notes, but... Um, I think it's cool how the book, like you said, tries to keep, keep with all the science. Um, and of course you have to explain some stuff away with sci-fi, else you don't really have a book. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's cool. I I enjoy it. You think that like if you lived in, if there was like a group of people that ended up somehow living in only zero G. Your arms are doing a little bit of exercise. Do you think their legs would just slowly waste away and their arms would become beefy? <laughs> I don't think your arms would become beefy. I could see your legs. I could see your legs being get to a point where they're skinnier than your arms. But I think your arms would still be very skinny because you're not. They're not actually doing that them. much, even though even though they are helping so you move a little bit. I think bit. the perfect space person is a monkey. Or you just <laughs> you just need thumbs on your on your feet. You need thumbs on your feet. Oh, you're right, dude. You do. You're right. The climbing. I mean, the yeah. We can't do anything with our feet right now. We'd be use our feet are useless. Oh, uh, we suck. So pushing. apparently, our like leg muscles too, and it's I'm butchering this, but like the the type of muscles we have are good for fine movement, whereas like apes and chimpanzees and stuff are more powerful than ours but are not as good sense. at fine movement so like yeah yeah that's why they can't do as good of fine motor skills but are super strong and could rip our arms off maybe i might have made that before we'll do it again but they're like wookies <laughs> dude who who was your protogen or maugakowski employee of the month this week for these chapters Buddy. You already, you already fucking know. You who can't it is. just give it to Miller every time. He's won it. He's had it too good for too long. How many who times has he won this? Possibly be. Did he win last week too? Who won last I, week? I might have given it to him last week too. No one else does anything good in this book. Besides okay, Miller. hear me out. Hear me out. Avlock, huh? He risks his life to give I Miller know. the deets. And then uh, the, nothing happens without Havelock. I don't know. I mean, Miller I, doesn't. Yes, I, I mean, I Miller kills that, the dude. But like Miller, the whole this whole book is just Miller doing the doing the shit that needs to be done to move the story along. Miller is inevitable. Yeah, Miller is inevitable. Where did it lead you? Back to Miller. <laughs> It's just he's the dude. He's All that right. dude. I think Havlock learned is learning everything he knows from Miller. Havlock, like last week, gets the parking spot though. He deserves some recognition. Oh 
yeah, yeah. He okay. He gets. I don't. We can give him. Like, I forgot who we gave the parking spot to last week. Him like a ten dollar Panera gift, gift card. card or something. Yeah, like, that, he he can get that. But I guess Miller did do the deed of killing that man. Like I, my only other real consideration would be Fred, but considering that the station had no real actual arm resilience, that they didn't, they didn't even need to do anything really. Yeah, the only thing that they ran Fred. Was that goddamn laser that just absolutely scythed a few people when they walked in. And Havelock Havelock did better than Fred, in my opinion. But Havelock wasn't even on the. I'm not sure about he that. He risked his lives. Do you know how many? Miller paid him. He just he was like, oh yeah, I guess I will accept this bribe. The plans to the Geth, the Death Star. He got them. This thing isn't like heavily guarded he though. I mean, there was his life, ships, but like there were other ships. He didn't really risk his life. He risked he maybe his job. He risked his life, dude. They would have shot him had they learned that they gave away the secret coordinates to Thoth. Miller even says like they a good man them. would die. He would definitely be dead if they learned. Yeah, I guess. All the more reason that Miller is right and the hero of this this I section. Disagree. But this is what it's all about. So who is so who's yours? Who's yours? I just said Havelock. Oh, it's Havelock. I just can't agree. It's fun. You were just I just hate giving it to Havelock. Miller. You're gonna give it to I Miller after were, he talked. I didn't think you were seriously suggesting Havelock. I thought you were just trying to pose a alternative. I mean for the sake you got it. Miller does the thing. I don't. You can't really put anybody else there. I don't know who else. It's Alex, maybe he's the one that that let them live through the two ships fighting at them. But he didn't even want to shoot them at first. That's a good call out. I mean, the whole Rosie crew does a good job, kind of. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it really was just because they didn't want to die either. But they did good. Maybe we give it to the Rosie. But it just pales in comparison to Miller's actions and what he does. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, of course, and, and the Miller, main... Miller doesn't even do that much during these chapters, but the one pivotal decision he makes, like, impacts the entire... Yeah, I guess killing that dude is pretty good. He was right. In, in, the, chapter, in the last chapter, when Miller is there, like, you know, explaining, like, hey, like, I... He was going to get away with it. Miller, like, he was even convincing me. So I knew that he had to die. Fair. Balanced. Miller news. Good stuff. Well. Miller did nothing wrong. Fair. Hashtag. Yeah. Ball mouse. Not a lot. Cowboy hats. That was going to be bad. <laughs> no. No. It's got his cowboy hat. It's foam cowboy hat. It's like, ah, Holden, Jim, please get rid of the cowboy. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Where can people find us if they want to? The good people that are still here can find us at the guys who did this on Facebook and Instagram. At guys who did this on Twitter. No, the. You can support the show at the guys who did this on Patreon. And I say that. We haven't actually set it up yet. We are recording a lot of these before we put one out to the world. Um, we're trying to figure out what we want to do for Patreon. We're probably going to try and do something maybe Crazy. once a month. Uh, it's not going to be a big Patreon. It's going to be a teeny little one. But uh, yeah, we don't exactly know what we're going to do yet. So if there's anything that you want, to, want us to do, 
you can then <laughs> <to> say hey <laughs> nothing sexual i only. don't know what you want to do <laughs> we're gonna think there. about it is all i'm saying there. so if you want to try and influence our decision makings we're not beholden to any of you or are we what or are we but if you want to try and influence our decision like dresden on thought station then you can send us a correction comment or question at our email address the guys who did this at gmail.com beautiful the music for this episode was racing light by kilobyte from night mode records and yes gg that is gonna do it you know what? What episode is this? We didn't even, I don't even think I said episode what episode six. This is. Episode six. Uh, we have two more episodes for Leviathan Wakes. And it's going to be don't miss it. quite a ride. So yeah, we'll probably tune in cry. next week for episode seven, chapters 44 through 49, I believe. Something like I think that. that sounds right. Might be 50. Might be 50. You'll Who find out. Next uh, week. It will be really great. And that will do it for this week. Peace. Have a good weekend, y'all.